alone. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? What up? What up, man? The real Coach JB here. Another Slapdick Podcast coming at you on YouTube. Live for all my YouTubers. I appreciate you guys. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Become a member today of the Slap Dick Podcast, Coach JB channel. And uh, I appreciate everybody sh- joining in, coming in. All you uh, podcast listeners on the audio side of the house. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Lots to discuss today. Uh, the title of this show is The Last Amendment. That's the title of this show. Not the First Amendment, the fucking last one. Um, and so, uh, we ain't got no more First Amendment, it seems. Shit. But I'm going to talk about all that. And uh, quote of the day, as you know, I told you yesterday, it's going to be quote of the week. The quote of the day, your daddy should have pulled out. All you fucking haters and shit talkers, naysayers, bottom feeders, all you fucks that know it all. Your daddy should have pulled out. Period. That's the quote of the motherfucking year. And since your daddy should have pulled out, and he was probably really, really shitty, shittily groomed, I got a new sponsor for the Slapdick Podcast, and that is Manscaped. I was once with them a while back. They've came back to the Slapdick Podcast. We're going to try it again. I appreciate Manscaped for all the fine grooming tools they sent me um in the past so i'll be having some new ones i got them posted behind me on my tv you can uh, use my promo code and grab you something all you men out there but you women out there don't get it twisted some of you motherfuckers need to trim that shit up your shit should not just be growing up your groin area we don't want to see that shit you motherfuckers need to trim your shit up too we don't want to see no thighs with fucking hair on them. This ain't Madonna from fucking Playboy magazine back in the day. Hairy armpits and hairy uh, groin area. We want to see that shit groomed up. So you ladies, you can get some shit too. And if you don't want it, get it for your man. But anyway, this holiday season, I'm giving back to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have a performance package 4.0 from the global leaders in below the waist grooming? Not to mention, it it includes their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the ladies. Gift yourself Manscaped or the man in your life if you are a woman who needs it. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off free shipping with the code SLAPDICK by, go, by going to manscaped.com. Check it out. Get 20% off free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Go check it out. Go get you some. And uh, Manscaped's always been a good product to me, man. At least you don't got to worry about cutting your balls. Go get you some of that shit. 
Uh, it is really good. 4.0 now. They got ball lotions. They got all kind of shit. So you ladies out there, I'm trying to tell you, uh, the ad is over. I'm just telling you how I think the product is. So, you know, it is what it is. Man, I got a few things to discuss and uh, to uh, to I'm not asking anyone for anything, but I do want to share something. A good good friend of mine, lifelonger, uh, lifelong friend of mine. Um, um, lifelong friend of mine, man. He uh, he has uh, just got. Basically, just was tagged with uh, peri- uh, pancreatic cancer. That's what killed my father, um, shit, man, years ago. And uh, it's kind of fucked up deal. He's a football coach up in Washington, played at Washington State. If you ever Googled this man, he played for the 49ers. Um, his daughter actually had cancer, too, named Derek Sparks, man, good friend of mine. He was a running back at Washington State with Drew Bledsoe was there. And... Uh, great human being man he does a cleats versus cancer thing every year in seattle that's where i spoke at last few years and came and went up there for him well anywhere out of nowhere man um he got pancreatic cancer and just hit him and so uh you know they're doing a gofundme i said i told him i would share it um if you want to see a little bit about him man uh the link is is uh i'll post the link to who he is and uh and i'll post the uh the GoFundMe link, man. I appreciate it. If you guys are interested, if you guys even know, some of you may know who he is. Um, I posted the link in YouTube. Some of you may know who Derek is. Like I said, all you coaches out there, it'll be posted in Football Scoop. Um, it's a real deal, man. He's a real deal uh, guy up there. He's an icon in Washington. He's a Compton, California native. He was kind of who started the high school transfer portal, if you will, back in the day. He played at a, a couple legendary high schools here in SoCal. Modern day high school actually is where he's known for, but he started banning high school. And um, he kind of was the guy that started transferring around. I think he was at Montclair Prep before that. He was the first guy to transfer high schools and became what it is today. And you guys really need to Google that if you want to know about all this transfer shit in California and what became basically the trendsetter. This is who it started it. Derek Sparks. Good friend of mine. Great dude, man. Great family man. His daughter beat cancer. And then Derek gets it out of nowhere. Pancreatic cancer is no joke. My pops died of it, man. I know all about the shit. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll also I'll post this link. Uh, just for a story on who he is. A lot of you guys may not be interested, but I understand. Um, but I said I would share it. It'll be on Football Scoop for all you coaches. But Derek Sparks fighting for his life. Um, GoFundMe's out there. I'll post it on my Twitter later on. And uh, appreciate you guys showing love. Um, lot to discuss, man. The Last Amendment is the title of this show. And uh, brought to you by Manscaped and the Slap Dick Podcast. So, Appreciate everybody joining me. Um, your daddy should have pulled out. Pat McAfee was talking about it today on the show. A um, lot of lot of lot of shit to discuss, man. Um, if it wasn't for the First Amendment, I just want to be clear: fucking rappers would be unemployed. Do we understand that? Do people please understand that if the First Amendment wasn't around? Rappers would be unemployed. (laughs) Let that sink in. There would have been no Luke. 
which fought for it all. If you guys know who Luke is, two live crew back in the day, he basically was the first guy to actually fight for your right um, to have a freedom of speech on wax and NWA, obviously, and Luke kind of fucked the police kind of when that dropped and it became a huge thing. Um, you know, that is kind of what, uh, started this whole, you know, rappers right to see, talk what they wanted to talk about. And, uh, without the first amendment, we wouldn't be shit, but certain communities. So, so called communities, quotations, um, can just talk about whatever the fuck they want. The First Amendment totally implies to them. It it, it, it it is what it is. It's what it's meant to be. Talk freely, whatever you wish to talk about. But out of nowhere, motherfuckers challenge that. Speak freely using our God-gifted First Amendment's rights. Now we're being canceled amongst millions among millions among millions of people are getting canceled every day because we want to speak our opinions and our right to speak freely using the first amendment. Well, that's why the title of this show is last amendment. And I don't believe the first amendment exists no more. It only, it only exists for certain fucking communities. And I'm going to get into what a fucking community is later on. And uh, we're going to dive into it. Um, so if you haven't heard, you know, I was gifted basically, man, a Maserati, all right, $120,000, $30,000 car, whatever it may be. I'm not going to get into a lot of details about it, but basically it's a little promotion on my end for it. And then, um, and obviously I said it on the McAfee show last week and it's, I, it's kills me, man. And it's funny how many haters are out there, how many sad haters are out there and it's sad man uh it really is um some hating ass bitch made motherfucker came on social media and wants to knock it and to me it's comical but sad at the same time that these bottom feeders um have such a bad life that they need to join your life that's what it is i don't know how else to break that shit down but Bitch, yo, daddy should have pulled out. And he's one of the many folks that I wanted to make sure that they knew that they were a mistake. And their daddy fucked up and left a scar and uh, unfortunately should have pulled out. Because you're a bitch-made motherfucker that don't help nobody. And there's a million of you out there, well, way more than a million, but... uh. Start none, there won't be none. That's just all I got to say. But, you know, it it blows my mind that somebody goes on and just hates on whatever you post on GP. (laughs) I think it's funny as shit because basically I told you, my dick gets hard when I hear haters. Because haters are my biggest fans. So I I love all my haters. They they, they make my dick hard. But at the same time... You motherfuckers get a, need to get a job, man, a life. Help somebody. Do something, dog. I, you're going to die miserable. We might all die miserable, but fuck. At least I'm going to go out swinging, helping a motherfucker out. Holy shit. 
So look, there was a guy I was on a few of his shows. I think his name was Farzine or something like that. He became just a big, big old bitch and uh, unfortunate, man. I thought he was a decent dude, but he always did some funny style shit. So I always kind of took it for a grain of salt. But anyway, he uh, is a big Chiefs fan. And uh, he blocked me and I blocked him. Some old bitch shit, right? Block you. I got to block you. Like, what the fuck? I don't even know. I didn't even barely knew what the block was until Michael Rapport taught me it. But anyway, uh, basically, you leave a last post and you block them. And it, it irks motherfuckers. I find it fucking comical as shit. But I'm like, damn, we got to block people in, in, in 2021. I didn't know what blocking was because I'm not from that... That's not what I, that's not my get down. Like my get down is I want to see you in person, motherfucker. And if I call you a bitch in person, I'm ready to fight you. And if you call me a bitch, you better be ready to fight me. People are so comfortable saying, calling men bitches and calling motherfuckers out their name, calling girls bitches and hoes and all this different shit disrespect because they know they're never going to get touched because they're, but one day you will fucking Eat what you serve. Just remember, your motherfuckers will eat what you serve one day, and you run up and fuck around and bump into a motherfucker, and motherfucker finds out you were the motherfucker on social media talking. It's going to be real interesting when that time comes. But this guy is always on talking about the Chiefs. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, got a big old fucking beautiful fucking man cave, all these TVs. Anyway, I coached the Sorensen family. Brad Sorensen played quarterback for me, played for the Chargers and the Titans and the Vikings. Um, Brian Sorensen was an All-American tight end for me. His other, their other brother went to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, well, Daniel Sorensen's been the starting safety for the Kansas City Chiefs for probably five, six, seven years. All right? And won a Super Bowl, been to two Super Bowls, great family, greatest fucking family, a Mormon family. And I just want to make sure everybody's clear. He posted some shit that he knows nothing about because he don't know what football really is. So I told him, I said, dog, just stay in your lane. No offense, but this is something you don't know about. And he's like, oh, no, I know that Brad, I mean, Daniel Sorensen is horrible and he's the he's the reason we're horrible. And I'm like, really? He's the reason. How about you have no D-line push? How about you get no sacks with your front four? How about your linebackers are horrible? And how about your corners are suspect as shit? How about you give up 39 points a game? Is that all Daniel Sorensen's fucking responsibility and fault? Oh, yeah. This guy was animate. I don't know why. I guess it's because he's a white safety. I don't know. But this motherfucker was animate about Daniel Sorensen being the re- So I took it for offense because it's my kid and my family. Of, uh, you know, I coached the shit out of that family. I love the hell out of the family. The family's the greatest fucking family on earth. Never would talk about anyone. And this guy's, you know, obviously we know that when you're a public figure, you're easy prey, right? Because these bottom feeders sit behind its phone and do all this shit. Well, anyway... I, I blocked him and he blocked me and all that shit. So I want to make sure, though. Did you watch the game yesterday, motherfucker, since you guys benched Daniel Sorensen if you're out there listening, Farzine? Did Daniel Sorensen give up fucking all those points yesterday? Did Daniel Sorensen not score any fucking points on offense? Shut the fuck up. You fucking people have not a clue what you're talking about. You need to stay in your lane. 
But they never will because they, they're too egotistical and they think they really know a space that they don't know. And I was trying to be respectful. I wasn't being an asshole. I guess it came across that way where he got offended. But I was basically saying, dog, stay in your lane, bro. This is not your lane. You don't know the intricacies of this sport. You might be a fan, but that doesn't mean you're a fucking proficient person at this judgmental fuck. This is not your space. You do podcasts, motherfucker. Go do a podcast. Go travel around doing all whatever you do. This isn't what you do. So don't talk like you know it. Well, that sure lasted well. That sure went real fucking... That tweet you posted really sits well. You fucking just got shellacked by a Tennessee Titan team with Daniel Sorensen on the bench, by the way. And you're a fucking slapdick. Even furthermore... You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And I'm sure Daniel Sorensen will either be traded or back on the rock, back playing again this week because obviously they have a lot more issues than the fucking safety, you fuck. But anyway, um, what a fucking joke. What about the, the taunting deal that cost the kid at Iowa State a uh, touchdown. Eh, what a joke. The NCAA, though, non-caring assholes of America, you know, are you guys shocked that this whole taunting rule exists? Like, Iowa State, if you guys haven't seen it, the Iowa State guy is basically, uh, you know, um, fucking wide open score. You know, he's got a wide open touchdown. And... Um, Basically, the, you know, he stops about 10 yards before the the, the fucking end zone and uh, basically, you know, starts kind of clowning, you know, a little showboat. Now, if you haven't seen it, here it is. I want to make sure you guys can check it out. Um, let's blow it up here. So this is what I'm talking about right here. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, go ahead right there. They called that back. And right there is taunting, and the referee called that back. Took a touchdown away from a person who run, who who lives year round playing a sport and sacrificing himself for a referee who can literally take that away from him. Blows my mind. Like he earned the right to clown the defender who he burnt. Now. Did he fucking flip him off or fucking call him out of his name? No. He looked at him and did a little Dion. Like, what the fuck are we doing now? But I'm going to get into why the NFL is the reason this is all trickling down. Because shit rolls downhill, as we know. And that Iowa State call was just horrible for that kid. And I, I, I have a reason. I have a, I have a theory on when the NFL, um, my TV fucked up. Uh, when the NFL actually became so soft. And I have a theory on when it did. If you guys are football people or you know the sport uh, it, well at all, there is a, uh, there was a, Time where special teams kickoff returns were a big part of the game, A. 
And there was a time, uh, there was a time when there used to be what's called wedge busters. Wedge busters were guys that would break up the wedge. Okay. And trying to get my TV back cracking. So they would actually be paid to break the wedge, meaning they literally would run down full speed. And we used to call them headhunters, right? And break the motherfucker. Head going first. And you know what? I never knew a motherfucker that did that who wasn't crazy, A. But B, they never got a concussion. I never knew anyone that got a concussion being a wedge buster. And it's crazy to me. People don't realize that. But anyway, on the flip side, on the return team, you used to be able to hold hands. And the wedge buster used to have to try to break that wedge okay well they took away holding hands they took away the wedge buster they moved the kicker up and now you have no real kickoff returns they've even discussed not even having kickoff returns in my opinion when that rule went into place the nfl and football as we know it became pussy it became pussified it became flag football. It became what you see now in the transfer portals, the fucking kids transferring every day in high school, the fucking pussy trickle down effect began that day when those rules got put in and parents became soft and the world became soft when we took away the wedge buster. That's my fucking philosophy and I'm sticking to it, motherfuckers. That was my fucking philosophy. And for some reason, when that rule went in, America just kind of fucking went limp dick on us. And we all got clitorises overnight. So, Manscaped, make sure you make something for clitoris having men. Because we have a bunch of men out here that have clitorises and fucking douche every day. And... It blows my motherfucking mind, man. And guess what happened to college football? Now you can't. Targeting came around. And you fucking. Vagisil fucking targeting rules. And then you got the Vagisil fucking. Roughing the passer. Did you see the fucking roughing the passer yesterday? On um, fucking Kyler Murray. Have you seen that shit? Um, I posted it on social media. Um, <laughs> it is unbelievable. I'm going to try to find that shit. But this hit on Kyler Murray yesterday was uh, called Roughing the Passer. I want to show it to you guys so you can see this. All right. Here you go for all you YouTubers. Watch this from the end zone angle. They called this roughing the passer. Um, actually, this isn't even the call, but this is another one. Kyler Murray's got two of the actual worst roughing the passer calls I've ever seen. This one was the Browns a few weeks ago. Okay, they're gonna sh YouTube. You can see it. He basically doesn't even fall down. That's roughing the passer. Okay, and <laughs> that's unbelievable, right? 
And then you're going to see another one where yesterday it happened against the Texans. And I don't know if you saw that this one, but it is unfucking believable how bad this motherfucker is. Um, it was against the Texans yesterday. Um, I'm trying to find it for you guys, but you guys, man, it's it's like I don't understand why this shit has become so fucking soft. Like, why? What do they get out of it? Like, I don't understand. Like, you can't even go home feeling good no more if you're the quarterback because you don't feel sore anymore. Like, see, I used to feel sore when I came home. Like, I wanted to feel that motherfucker. That's the thing about it. I wanted to feel sore. If it loads up, I'll show it. But I want to show, I want to, I wanted to, I wanted to feel sore. Like, is that not a thing? Like, I don't understand that shit. I, I really don't get that shit. And now quarterbacks ain't even getting fucking touched. And yet we still have motherfuckers out there like the the car, the cars of the world and motherfuckers who won't stand in the pocket and throw the football because they have no nuts and guts. But he was 34 or 37 yesterday. Um, the Raiders were um, against a bad team. I mean, you know, I'm curious to see when the going gets tough how the Raiders are going to be. You know, are they going to try to win that division? I think it's them or the Chargers division. Um, so we'll see what happens. The Chiefs are no longer, uh, in my opinion, I think they're done. I think they're done. But I don't know, man. Um, it's pretty crazy. It, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, when when I got I got some fucking dislikes I got to get off my fucking chest here. Lucy, women in the, in the, in the show on YouTube can kind of answer this one but I got two dislikes all right this goes for all you all the older ladies out there black and white all right Hispanic ladies all of you guys have one all of our cultures and ethnicities have one of these people in it okay so over the weekend, at a, I was grocery shopping, and this and this happens to everyone in this room that I'm about to tell, and all you've heard it. This shit happens all the fucking time, all right? So don't tell me it don't. But it's either the loud old lady, like the ghetto lady that everyone wants to say the ghetto broad or whatever, or it's the young kid with his ass out of his pants and has no and his still has a belt on but the motherfucking belt is at his knees, right? I just want to make sure that we all have this person, all right? I got it's the biggest pet peeve of mine for some reason, I don't know why. But it's the loud lady and the young boy whose cell phone rings in the store. And first of all, the cell phone ringtone is a song, right? It's a fucking song. It's the most ghetto song there could be. And it's loud as fuck, right? And they answer that motherfucker on speakerphone and have the audacity to have a full-on conversation again in the fucking line behind my ass. And the most ghetto conversation in the store, and I'm fucking secondhand embarrassed for these motherfuckers. And I turn around and be like, can you shut the fuck up? How about you put your phone on regular ass 
fucking your ear. How about you take it off speakerphone, motherfucker? That shit to me blows my mind. I don't get it. But anyway, I had to get that off my chest. That's a huge fucking pet peeve of mine. If I see you in the store and you have a fucking phone on speakerphone with a loud ass fucking ringtone, I'm going to slap it out of your fucking hand. Um, so little recap on the NFL weekend uh, and, and everything in totality. The Dodgers, my Dodgers lost, you know, after the, Do- the Lakers looked like a wheelchair league fucking group, um, horribly old. They're fucking out of shape. LeBron can't come back on defense. AD can't play 40 minutes. They look fucking horrible. And I'm telling you, I told everybody, why get Russell Westbrook when you could go get a younger dude that can fucking shoot the ball? I love Russell Westbrook for his tenacity and 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 how he plays. I don't like his attire, obviously. We know that. But I like how he plays, but I know he's not a shooter. Like, he can't shoot, and he doesn't really make anyone bigger. You know, meaning... When I say bigger, meaning like he can't take a sorry motherfucker and escalate him to a bigger stage. He can't get no one better at all. Like he's never done that, in my opinion, even though he's great triple double waiting to happen. Um, I really don't know where the Lakers went with this direction. I don't ever count out LeBron as far as what he does, because early in the season with Miami and Cleveland, he struggled. They're 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and They've struggled everywhere he's been early. Um, yeah, they had Buddy Hill, and I know they passed on that one for, for another fucking LeBron, basically, that can't shoot. But I will be honest. The Lakers have shot the ball better than I would have expected to, to date. Now, even though they're 1-2, and two, they have shot the ball better, and Carmelo's been lights out. I don't know what the fuck he's on. Um, he must be on that avocado ice cream Tom Brady and LeBron you eat, but he looks like Denver Nugget Le- uh, Carmelo. But he's shooting the ball all over the place, and he's been, he had 26 or some shit last night, and I should have put him in my fucking fan duel, but uh, I didn't, and uh, that fucked me. And he fucked me royally. So shout out to Carmelo for playing this well this late in his years. A um, couple, three years ago, they said he was done. He couldn't even find a team, remember? And then he rejuvenates himself with Portland. But the Dodgers lose that night to Atlanta. You know, coming down from three to one, two years in a row against the same team is probably pretty tough. No Max uh, Muncy, no Kershaw. Very, very hurt team. Um, and it just got the best of them. Even though they have the highest payroll in fucking baseball, I still think they should have won, and their bat just didn't come alive. Um, came alive game five, 11 runs, but that wasn't enough. Atlanta probably didn't give a fuck. Um, the Nets and the Lakers, to me, have to be the most fucking overhyped, shitty fucking two teams I've seen that spent that much money. I, I don't understand it. Like, how fucking shitty are the Nets? They play no defense. And how shitty are the Lakers um, with no shooting outside shots? Now, they have Kendrick Nunn. Monk's starting to play a little better. They have Kendrick Nunn. They have a few guys that aren't playing right now that are injured. So we will see uh, how the Lakers end up. But the Nets, to me, they're again 
another team that spent a lot of money, depending on Kyrie, um, you know what I think about Kyrie. Like, if you've seen Geo, you've seen the little kid Geo that Carson Wentz uh, supports on Pat McAfee's show. Like, suffering, he's had 20 surgeries, got hip replacement surgery. He's came on and optimistic as fuck. What a great little kid. And he has a podcast, I think, Geo, some sports podcast. But go go find him off of Pat McAfee show, Little Kid Geo, G-I-O. But how optimistic he is and this fucking fresh breath of air. And then you got Ben Simmons and fucking Kyrie Irving sitting out here being as about Mo, the most enabled fucks you can possibly be. I have no respect. I don't want to hear anything. I don't even know why all the fucks are, are, are protesting for Kyrie. Does Kyrie think he's really making a stance? Do you think this is a real stance, motherfucker? Like, do you think this is a... Uh, motherfucker, if someone tried to relate... Try to correlate this with Muhammad Ali. You gotta be fucking shitting me. You motherfuckers have the... You, this is how soft your generation is if you're trying to compare Kyrie Irving's situation to fucking Muhammad Ali, you fucking enabled pussies. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear shit about your motherfucking sorry asses if you're trying to compare Kyrie Irving to Muhammad Ali. This ain't no fucking... It's not even a Kaepernick situation. Like, this motherfucker is the most enabled, soft, excuse-making fuck of our generation. And you guys keep believing this motherfucker? I wouldn't pay him a dime. I wouldn't pay Ben Simmons a dime. I wouldn't give him a squirt of motherfucking piss. Straight up. I wouldn't give any of them motherfuckers shit. Cut all them motherfuckers. Set the tone for the next generation. You motherfuckers keep enabling these motherfuckers, man. Set the tone on these bitch-made motherfuckers. They're shitty. But anyway, you know... People trying to compare the whole Rolovich thing at Washington State where I got a few players where he didn't get the shot, was fired by Washington State as the head football coach. Very interesting takes on that whole deal. You saw my take. I gave it to you on my last show. Um, you know, you hear a lot about Kyrie and the protesters. Where's Rolovich's supporters? <laughs> where's he at? Like, where's his shit at? He just got fired after, and he was in charge of fucking 200 people, kids, admin, coaches, whether you believe in what he did or not. Like I told you, I don't for the fact that, see, people always think they can judge who I am. Oh, you're a right winger. You're a left winger. You're red. You're blue. Motherfucker. No, I'm not. I'm not nothing. I don't even know what red, right winger and left winger even fucking means. What the right or the left means. I don't know conservative. I don't know any of that shit. Liberal, he's liberal, motherfucker. I don't even know what that shit means. All I know is that I'm a fucking independent thinker, motherfucker, and I don't listen to all you fucks out there who think that I don't know why I'm on Wi-Fi. I apologize. Hold on one second here. Um, I don't know why. You fucks think that, I don't know where I lost my feed. You guys got me back, I hope. Um, am I back? Everybody, I'm back? All right, apologize. I don't know why that happened. But I don't know why um, 
I really don't get how, you know, I think Rolo should be a bigger story than Kyrie. This motherfucker left kids and coaches and had a situation there where he's left, you know, four other coaches lost their life, lost their jobs. And then you got a hundred kids sitting there who liked him a lot. Trust me. I know, like I know Rolo. Well, I know ki- I got kids there. They liked Rolo. I like Rolo. What I'm saying is though, you know, you got, you make a lot of money, brother. You, you're in charge of a lot of kids. You let, you kind of left them sitting there stranded in my opinion. Um, and it's kind of a fucked up deal. And I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. But don't try to compare Kyrie to Muhammad Ali, you fucks. Please don't. You're a fucking joke if you are. Um, that's comical to me. The Kansas City Chiefs are fucked. They really are fucked. I've been trying to tell people that Mahomes is a gimmick quarterback. How's he a gimmick quarterback? Coach, he's MVP and won a Super Bowl. I said, I tried to tell you guys. You guys can go back and look at my shit. I've been telling motherfuckers that Mahomes is a gimmick quarterback. You motherfuckers don't understand. He fucking makes all these weird fucking throws to be different when all he really has to do is hit his stop of his drop and make a fucking throw on time. He can't do that. He can't do it. And I really don't grasp the concept that people don't get that he don't fucking understand that you you don't need to make a fucking underhanded left throw every time. (laughs) Rolling right underhand with your left. Like, you're doing too much, dog. Because the NFL, is they get paid too. And those people are going to figure you out eventually. Now, I'm not saying the great ones get figured out, okay? I think, I'm not saying he's figured out, okay? I think the team's bad. I think they're horrible on defense. I think the offense is struggling in a lot of different ways. And they have no run game. Their wideouts are very shitty after Tyreek Hill. And Kelsey, you can bracket. And now you have one, you have one guy, Kyrie, I mean, uh, Tyreek Hill. And if you can, if you can block him out, and um, keep him at bay. They don't have a third guy. Now let's see with Josh fucking the other shitbird criminal they have. They how many shitbird criminals and them motherfuckers have? If they had Hunt, they'd have an entire fucking jailhouse fucking group of wideouts and skill set guys. But anyway, um, Chiefs are like the fucking. Uh, you know, the old school fucking team that would just take any motherfucker, right? The Raiders and fuck, they would take everybody back in the day. They didn't give a fuck. Lau Lau Zados and everybody. That's who the Chiefs are. But, dog, if you watch him, I broke him down for you guys over the weekend. He can't hit his fifth step and throw the ball on time. He can't do it. And, hey, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um... Mr. Pib, I don't know who, what you're talking about, but you talk about some bullshit. I'm blocking your ass. Um, so, that motherfucker just be talking about crazy shit. I don't know what he's fucking saying. Phil Holes. Your name's Phil Holes. Well, fuck. Put you on timeout, Phil Holes, because you say some weird shit. Um, so, 
Chiefs are fucked, in my opinion. Um, I think there's a lot of... Oh, it's open in, in that AFC West. The Rams struggle with the Lions. Basically got out coached like a motherfucker. Um, as far as... Uh, he really got out coached and was horrible... Uh, I blocked that motherfucker, uh, Piv. I don't know what his deal is. He's a weird fuck. Um, but anyway, um, it's the Chargers in the Raiders division, in my opinion. And so we'll see what happens. Um, they struggled. I have a whole segment today on underrated. I'm going to talk about my top five underrated hoopers, my top five underrated football players, my top five underrated rappers. I'm going to talk about my top five underrated actors and actresses and my top five underrated movies. And I would love to see your input on those things. And I'm going to talk about the most underrated player um, today, right now. And I'm going to discuss that as well. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens. And if you don't like it, eat a dick up. I don't give a fuck. So have you guys heard about the fucking Alec Baldwin, um, motherfucker shot a motherfucking lady and killed her on a set of a movie with a prop gun, supposed a prop gun, but the motherfucker wasn't a prop gun. If it's real bullet in the motherfucker and shot her in the head. Hey, man, 2021, and we're killing people on sets of movies with prop guns. Something is definitely wrong. I don't know. It's a gloomy day here in SoCal, man. It's supposed to rain like a motherfucker, I guess. But uh, it's, a, it's a trip. It's a very much trip. Um, so I don't know. They fired my boy Matt Wells at Texas Tech today. Um, after, you know, going into the year three, man, I don't get it. Like administrators at shitty places. Texas Tech had a couple good years with Leach, fired him over some bullshit. So maybe their admin is just really fucking shitty, number one. so That's a fucking sh- shocker, right? But my, my point is, do these admin understand how recruiting really works when you inherit a program at a new place and you have, there's not your kids. You have to re-recruit, re-analyze, re-fucking structure a program from the bottom to the top. Do you, do they understand that? And do they understand that there was a fucking pandemic on top of all that and you're going to fire him? Listen, I get it. All the fans. Well, we're supposed to. You guys all think you're supposed to win a national title. You're not. You're not. You guys need to lower your expectations. I know that sounds shitty, and I would never do it as a coach. But some of you admin and boosters and fan base really think that you're supposed to win the natty at Utah State. You're not. Understand you're Utah State. You're Texas Tech. You're like the 10th best school in the state. There's some high school programs that have more lore than you. Just take it for what it is. Now, if a coach can come in there and do some things, cool. But this was good. His year, this was Matt's third year, Dominic, at Texas Tech, you know, in the middle of his third year. So it's not even really a full recruiting class. And. I don't know. I, I do understand it's a what have you done for me lately business. I do understand. I do believe recruiting's your lifeblood. Like I always say, I can win in one year, in my opinion. But at the four-year level, Division One level, it's very different because you have a scholarship 
allotments and you're dealing with former players that you did not recruit there. And if you notice, Billima made that comment about his kids and threw them under the bus and goes out and beats Penn State. So maybe he had the the, the, the team's uh, heartbeat uh, and understood what was going on. Who knows? But Billima just beat Penn State with a shitty team, basically. And uh, now he looks like a fucking knows what he's doing, right? It's all about what have you done for me lately. So it is what it is, man. I, I don't know. But they fired him after going on year three. Um, yeah, I, it's crazy about the whole Alec Baldwin thing. I know. I heard about the workers were mad. I heard the workers had a walkout because of unsafe conditions. How does that happen? And a motherfucker gets killed right after that. Something is definitely wrong there. Something the fuck is fucked up in that whole deal. I don't know what it is, but there's some weird shit going on um, there. Josh Heupel in his first year at Tennessee, um, he's getting praise, I guess. But, I mean, what are they, four and three? Or what are they, four and four? I don't know. Um, but, you know, he's. I guess he's okay, doing better. I, fuck, man. I, I don't agree with that shit. When you're at Tennessee, you're in a hotbed recruiting uh area with you when a power five resourceful program like a sec tennessee i believe you should be able to win rather quickly in short order i mean i just truly believe it i mean urban meyer went to ohio state and went 10 and 0 year one just so we're clear (laughs) he went 10 and 0 year one at ohio state and they were on probation so they didn't get to play for a national title but he went 10 and 0 so it happens and Urban won a natty at Ohio State even after the 10-0 year. And I think the second year he went 10-1 and or something. So um, it's very possible and can happen really, really quickly at those schools with resources. So I'm just telling you, I think it happens. Um, has anyone ever seen a Heisman candidacy or a Heisman campaign this shitty or less talked about? Has you ever seen a Heisman campaign that you really have not a fucking clue? Can somebody in this chat right now tell me, give me the top five Heisman candidates right now? I would love to hear them. Because I don't know who they are, and <laughs> I, I'd be really shocked if... The voters who are a fucking joke, by the way, on these things, who half of them don't even play. Stephen A. Smith, you get a vote and you have never fucking played football. The fuck? Who what does he know? Like, you motherfuckers, it blows my mind. But it's bad, and I all equate it to the transfer portal. I've been telling you motherfuckers, the transfer portal is going to, implode and end college football for what we know it. And I've been telling you guys, people are posting on my YouTube so everybody can hear it. Uh, Some guy goes, a quarterback from Iowa. Uh, Someone goes, uh, the guy at, (laughs) you guys don't know, Matt Corral or whatever at Ole Miss. Okay. Like, dog, nobody knows. The running back at Texas is pretty good. I, I, I mean, It's so watered down because you have so many transfers. 
Someone said the D-line kid from Oregon. <laughs> First of all, D-lineman's never going to win the Heisman. All right. But I'm just telling you, like, dog, you got to. You know who should be the Heisman Trophy winner? Cavassier Smoke. Is that his name? I'll never forget his name. I think that's his name. I thought he was fucking with us. I thought his mom and dad, unbelievable for naming that motherfucker that. But Cavassier Smoke uh, is a running back, I believe, at Kentucky. And that motherfucker, that's his name. He should get the Heisman by straight up default for his fucking name being as legit as it is. Now, I'd have called that motherfucker Hennessy at least. Henny Smoke would have been a colder name. But hey, Cavassier Smoke, shout out to you, youngster. Um, hope you get some NIL money. Um, but the Heisman Trophy is wide open because they're all transfers. There's no established, there's no establishment, no foundation. There's no established fucking, like, it's shitty. But nobody's talked about it. Nobody's talked about the real intricacies of all this transfer portal shit. And I've been pointing shit out every fucking week on my show that these are all things that are coming out of the transfer portal. All these little things. The Heisman can't, the Heisman fucking trophy now is watered down. When have you ever thought you would hear that the Heisman would be a not even discussed no more? We're not even talking about the fucking Heisman no more. Like, it's shitty. Oh, man, I don't know, dog. It's kind of funny. I, I, You know, I really hope I don't get canceled for talking shit using my First Amendment right, but we are in the last amendments now. Um, we can't speak about certain things, but I'm going to get into that towards the end here. But I'm just telling you, man, unbelievable the way that the world has been watered down and how soft this motherfucker is. Soft as runny baby shit. You should throw my name in the Heisman. I bet you Stephen A. would vote for a motherfucker he don't know. I bet you I'd get a fucking... Yes, Calvin Jackson, my kid, he should get the Heisman. That's how fuck, like, there's nobody that's just dominating college football. Like, because everyone's watered down. But, who knows? Um, it's watered down. The physical element of the sport is gone. And the mindset says transfer when tough gets going. And this is without question my opinion with support to back it up. How many transfers have left programs with better support around them who has transferred to another school because they don't want to compete? Who has transferred to just transfer without competing? <laughs> like, who just left because, oh, man, you know what? I just want to go to Louisville because I like the trees on the fucking campus like everybody's leaving because they're scared to compete they don't want to drop their nuts and compete for their spot they rather take the easy way out and just transfer and this how bad it is you got herb street talking again like he always talks out his ass about caleb williams is the front runner for the heisman after two fucking games I almost shit myself when I heard this motherfucker say that shit. I mean, you got to be shitting me. That's how bad the Heisman candidacy is. 
Caleb Williams, a motherfucker who replaced Spencer Rattler against Texas, is now the Heisman front runner, according to fucking Kirk Herbstreet, who's a fucking Ohio State, pro Ohio State. And you're telling me that this guy is the best college football has and he's played two games? He might be a dude next year. Who knows? He might be a motherfucker. But he ain't the fucking Heisman Trophy winner this year, motherfucker. How fucking right is that? If it is right, then we have a huge pandemic problem and it's a bigger issue, Houston, than fucking what you think, Kirk Herbstreet. But holy fuck, Caleb Williams is the Heisman fucking finalist after two games. Really a game and a half. Really a game and a half. And they look shitty as fuck versus Kansas. I mean, their their schedule has luckily been perfect for them because they have really haven't played anyone. I want to see them play Oklahoma State and maybe a Texas again, but I don't think they can play Texas again. Um, so they'll play some shitty team. I don't know. Um, but... Holy fuck, we have fucking struggles, dog, um, in college football. It's imploding in front of our eyes. I'm just telling you. Um, oh, man, I don't know if you've seen the Delonte West uh, deal. Have you guys seen the Delonte West latest thing? I told you guys, you know, he uses that mental shit as a crutch. He's going to come out with some outlandish shit now, and all you motherfuckers are going to believe him. Apparently, Delonte West says that he's Jesus. He said that he is Jesus. It just came out today. I just wanted you to know. He said that he's the president of the United States, and he's better than LeBron and Jordan. Have you seen this shit? I'm not, I'm not making this shit up. Breaking news, Delonte West says he's Jesus, he's the president of the United States, and he's better than LeBron and Jordan. He said, he used the N-word, all right, I'm going to say it, I was better than LeBron James, I'm better than Michael Jordan, I was the best motherfucker to play every sport, shut the fuck up, quote, Delonte West, end quote. Oh, shit. I just broke you the news, dog. Delonte West is Jesus Christ Almighty, and he's better than LeBron James. And you know what? Some of you soft fucks tomorrow will believe it. And then they'll say, you know what? Mental health is a real thing, man. Mental health is a real motherfucking thing. No, motherfucker. Crack is a real fucking thing. Crack is a real fucking drug, motherfucker. It kills. It ain't mental health, motherfucker. It's called crack. It's called ready rock. It's called sherm, motherfucker. (laughs) It's called being wet the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. If you motherfuckers use that mental health crutch again for that motherfucker, I don't ever want to hear a motherfucker come around me talking about Delonte West has mental health. Motherfucker, he ain't had mental health in the last year when Mark Cuban gave him 100 racks and put him in a fucking rehab center with a job. Motherfucker, please. Well, anyway, I feel sorry for him zero bit. This much. Zero, motherfucker. I feel sorry for him that much. So, sorry. Moving on. But I got a First Amendment right. I can say whatever the fuck I want, right? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. Freedom of speech... Or freedom to bitch. Which one do we got? I don't know. Um, Because you could bitch about the freedom of speech. 
But when you're asked about certain communities and you say something, you get canceled. So, hmm. I don't know. It's fucking kind of ironic. But the Heisman Trophy winner is a real shit show. I want to talk about the hires and fires, okay, real fast. I told you Matt Wells got fired uh, today at Texas Tech as a head football coach. But, you know, the Jets fire hired that Sala guy, okay? Uh, he was a defensive coordinator for the Niners. And everybody thought he was the best fucking thing going. And I told everyone when it happened. I said, this motherfucker has never been a head coach. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. I said, this is just another who, what have you done for me lately hire. And he's a hot name on a team that went far in the playoffs. And it blows my mind that these billion-dollar owners, these Ph.D.-holding presidents, and these Ph.D.-holding athletic directors hire search firms, and owners and GMs get paid millions of dollars, and there's billionaires running it, and they can't seem to understand that the coaches who are coordinators are not good fits for college that have never coached college. Can't seem to think, figure this out. I, I, it blows my mind when I see Stephen A. and all these motherfuckers talk about, oh, well, Josh McDaniels should be the new head coach at USC. Why? Break it down, motherfucker. You can't even break down why you're saying that because you have no validity. Your points are horseshit. You have no valid points in backing or support to back up your fucking statements because you couldn't break you couldn't back it up because Josh McDaniels, who put up fifty four points yesterday on the shitty New York Jets, is horrible for college. He's been a GA at Michigan State in nineteen ninety nine for one year. And you think he knows how to structure and organize a program. Knowingly knowing that I broke down several times. Coach Brown's been saying every coach that's left Billichek's program has been shitty. Well, you can't name me one motherfucking coach that's doing well who's left Billichek's program. Why? I have no idea. Why can't anyone underneath supposedly the goats of coaching grasp anything that he's doing infrastructure wise or inside that facility on a year to year basis and take it and massage it into his own and have a better program. Like I really want to, I don't understand how so many coaches have left his tutelage and been shitty at the next, at the head job that they take. Well, Salah is oh he's the best dc da, 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 da. well he looks like hammered dog shit okay hammered dog shit is very very bad looking if you haven't seen it go get some dog shit and take a hammer to it and see how fucking bad it looks that's how bad the jets are but it's an organization i've been telling you guys eh, quick to fire the coach Fire Nagy, fire Nagy. Yeah, Justin Fields is, is, is doing such a lights-out great job that it's Nagy's fault. He didn't fucking sign him. How about the GM? How about the owner of that organization who had given the coach better players? Like, if I remember, Nagy went to the playoffs with Trubisky twice. Nobody mentions that shit. But now, let's fire Nagy. We got Justin Fields. Yeah, he's done a hell of a job. Andy Dalton did better. Just so we're clear. 
All right, so shut the fuck up. You motherfuckers also fast to fire a coach on ESPN. Motherfuckers have no clue what it takes to run a fucking organization. But you're so quick to fire a motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, Salah, the Jets are bad, proving further proving that hires aren't researched enough. This guy has a few good years as a DC, and he's fucking head coach ready. Come on, man. This is what y'all need to shut the fuck up for. All you reporters that are irresponsible. Um, it just it, it, it all it goes over your heads. You don't understand shit about it, man. It's fucking bad. Anyway. So only half of us can speak freely. All right. I just want to make sure we're clear. Only half of us can really freely speak in America. We don't have a First Amendment. It's our last amendment. I'm just telling you. That's the name of this show. If you speak about certain communities, you are offensive, right? Communities, by definition, are assembled groups that were singular at one point, but now are considered a community, okay? I don't remember Rock Hudson and uh, Liberace being inside of a gay community. They weren't, it wasn't an LBGQT or whatever all that shit is. There wasn't no communities back then. Individuals were individually gay or heterosexual or whatever. And that is what it was. Now communities have formed. All right. And it's crazy to me that these communities when singular at home without their supporting cast of their community can go around and say the N-word freely and they never offend anyone. Yet publicly, you say anything about gay or transgender or anything about an assembled group of people, they cancel you. They fucking cancel you in a heartbeat. And... Why do we not understand that black people are not a community? If you call black folks a community, you're fucking ridiculous and not very fucking smart. This Black people, white people, Hispanics, we're not a fucking community. We were born the way we are, the color we are, and we have fucking our individualism. We weren't a fucking community. There's a race of people born without a choice. They weren't assembled. You guys are so fucked up, it's unbelievable. But when you ask somebody, well, how do you think you can offend transgender people or gay community? Well, first of all, they weren't a community before they assembled as a community. Second of all, you're offending me, motherfucker. I can't speak freely, but I got a First Amendment right. Like, I just want to know where the fucking line gets drawn in the sand. Like, what can we and can't we say? But to me, so far, all I know is that the gay community is much more celebrated than black history. That's just observing this, okay? I truly believe it. I see it every day. And I truly don't understand how one group of people can actually get fucked over for so long and another assembled community, quote, unquote, can assemble and start canceling folks when they talk about how they feel. Like, we get it, proactive, and this is a progressive, and all this shit. Dog, 
Do you. Stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. Nobody's bashing anyone, any creed, race, community, whatever you want to call it. Like, the, Netflix walked out because of Dave Chappelle's show. It, it blows my fucking mind. Dog, it's so fucking crazy. I don't get it. Um, Who is... Who is F2G? Why do you keep talking about who I fired, motherfucker? Who cares, dog? He was shitty. That's why I fired him. What the fuck do you mean? Quit asking. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. It's your homeboy, dog, but he was shitty. I mean, what do you want me to say? Keep asking shit about non-relative shit. You're going to get me talking shit. So don't ask stupid shit in my fucking show. Um... Anyway, I just want to understand. I just want to make sure we're clear out there that I really would like love to know what where my First Amendment right shuts off at. <laughs> I really want to know where that shit shuts off at. Um, because I guess I don't know if I have one. I don't know if I have one. But you know, I think Last Amendment. There's the Last Amendment. I don't have a first one. I don't know. Motherfuckers walking on eggshells if it comes down to talking about certain shit. And we all know what the elephant in the room is. Motherfuckers can't talk about it no more. Shit is crazy to me. <sighs> all right. I'm going to end the show with my most underrated. And then I'm going to do my most overrated um, on Wednesday. But my most, most underrated, all right? I got a, quite a bit of things. And you guys on YouTube, please chime in. And on the podcast, I'll post some things on social media. You guys, please chime in. Remember, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. 20% off using the promo code SLAPDICK. Make sure you check it out. Ladies, get it for your men. Men, get it for yourself. Men, get it for your lady that has, that needs a lawnmower down there. Um, my most underrated performers, entertainers, athletes. Um, who get forgotten about due to either the era they played in because we all know it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately life. And now the show's not over. Um, I stay on YouTube after even the show's done. But we've been on an hour and five. I usually go about an hour and 20, 30. Um, I start at 2 p.m. Pacific for all you guys that are asking. Make sure you hit the like button, hit the bell also so you get a notification. That'll help you out right there, Joe. Um, most underrated rappers. All right. I'm only going to do five. All right. And you guys, please chime in on YouTube. We can have a discussion. All right. But if you guys don't know who my first one I'm going to discuss is a guy that I, is a group called Master Ace. Now, a lot of you guys probably know who Master Ace is, but a lot of you don't. Okay. And I want to make sure that you, I'm going to show you who he is. And then you're going to be like, damn. So I'm going to play it real quick, a few songs, because you can't play a lot on this shit because you'll get fucking canceled just like Dave Chappelle is trying to get shit. Um, but look, if you don't know who Master Ace is, people know Master Ace if you're old school, like Gabe Gotti's in the room. INC Ride, Kanye, yeah. But people that don't know that he has a lot of more albums out there. And, uh, nah, DJ Quick's not under. DJ Quick's talented, but I, I'm going to go real. I'm going to go cats. A lot of cats don't know. But anyway, this song right here, people don't know what this song is. Give me 
some of that good old love. Good old love, Master Ace. Let me make you. Hey yo, the world gonna show me some love. Listen, and I'm not talking about the fake hugs and kissing. He has a song called Beautiful. This game make you get jaded I just hate it But this song is a different kind of feeling It's a new kind of deal And it's a special kind of Ace, check them out That's not number one Number two, Beanie Siegel Everybody knows Beanie Siegel And everyone knows Yeah, you know The thing about it is I want to make sure It's not that you don't know Who the fuck they are I'm just telling you They don't get talked about enough In the business This song right here People don't realize Feel it in the air? A lot of cats don't even understand what he's talking about. But he has tons of songs and uh, very underrated. Jada Kiss. A lot of cats don't understand. They all talk about, well, Jada Kiss, we know Jada Kiss is. He was on Versus. Yeah, because you were fucking at home on COVID. Half of you don't even know who the fuck he was. But anyway, all you guys know who Jada is. And... Why is also a very well-known song, obviously. Keep for burner, going down. Jay, very Smith and Wesson is a group. I've also said the most underrated, so I'm using groups. Smith and Wesson, if you don't know who that is, uh, a lot of you on the East Coast probably do know who that is. A lot of cats on the West Coast do not. Um, but it's it's you know it's crazy. And then Mob Deep. Those are my top five most underrated. Gangstar is always most. See, Gangstar to me is 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 uh, one of the top five entertainers, period. Because he made also, he was a producer with uh, Primo. So DJ Premier and him were the, probably the two best, in, in my opinion. I'm a full-on Guru fan. If you haven't listened to Guru's Jazzmatazz albums, I highly recommend you going to do it. Ain't no such thing as a halfway crook. You ain't lying about that, Tim Parrish. All right, Black Moon, another one. Black Moon, Smith & Wesson, all from the boot camp. Click. You don't know nothing about it. People don't know. They don't want to test my my real rap game skills, dog. I go way back. I'm going to do R&B and shit later on Wednesday. Um, hoopers. Top five most underrated hoopers. Okay. I'm going to say some names. You're going to be like, oh, man. I'm talking about they don't really get the true homage that they deserve. Dennis Rodman. This is no in particular order. Dennis Rodman, if you don't know what he used to do to the best scorer on the other opposing team was every single night, if you look up the sheet, the stat sheet, he they were 50% lower than their norm on every single category. Assists, shooting percentage, scoring, and rebounding. Dennis Rodman blanketed you. So I just want to make sure you understand what he did for his team without really having to score the ball. This is all past and present, um, but I'm going to talk about um, yeah, we all we all know that Kanye. We know Dennis Rodman is top five defender all time. What I'm telling you is today's people do not understand who this these people I'm mentioning are. And they lose fucking traction because it's not here in the now. 
They're not here right now doing shit. So they don't know who fucking Dennis Rodman is, these young kids. You don't even know. Um, Dennis Rodman, Kevin McHale. People have no fucking idea how fucking gifted he was in the post with both hands. I was with Chris Mullen a few months ago, man. Um, good dude. Kevin McHale, very underrated. Rashid Wallace. People do not talk about Rashid Wallace enough. And I'm just going to be honest. Rashid Wallace was a problem for a lot of motherfuckers, man. Um, Bill Walton won a title with Portland. Injury-driven, prone, injury-prone, ended his career shorter than it should have been. But Bill Walton was a motherfucker, and people hate on Bill Walton. I don't care how goofy he is. All I'm telling you was, ask Kareem Abdul-Jabbar how fucking good that motherfucker was. Um, Joe Dumars. If you're talking about the bad boys, you want to talk about the bad boys. Joe Dumars, a lot of people don't even know who the fuck he was. Oh, Isaiah Thomas was that team. Well, first of all, no, he wasn't. Joe Joe Dumars was actually what they used to try to call a the Jordan stopper. He was actually Jordan's number one problem. If you ever listen to Jordan talk about the best defender he ever had to face, he says Joe Dumars, without question, was the best. So, just telling you. All right, actors. Top five most underrated actors. This is JB's list, dog. I don't give a fuck about your list. Slap dicks out there. Benicio Del Toro. Motherfuckers don't give him enough credit, in my opinion. He made some cold flicks. Now, we're not, I'm going to talk about movies later, but Benicio Del Toro is a pretty good actor that gets a lot of, doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Jake Gyllenhaal. If you guys haven't watched a few movies that he's in, have you guys ever seen, uh, what the fuck's that movie called? Um, Prisoners? He's a cop? Cold flick, dog. I got that as one of my movies, actually, too, so I gave it away. Benicio Del Toro, Jake Gyllenhaal. You guys know Rose Byrne, the female actress? Um, Jarhead, yes, he's in a lot of things. Um... Rose Byrne, if you haven't seen her in a lot of movies, she's in a lot of movies. Uh, by the way, I think Southpaw was the worst movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. Was that like a four-hour movie that never ended about nothing? I've never seen a bad a movie that bad in my life. But anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, is an underrated actor. Rose Byrne, I think she doesn't get enough credit. She's actually really, really good, even though she plays some fucking corny movies with like stupid movies, uh, but she's also real good. Don Cheadle. I, to me, he's a top five actor, period. Right there with Robert Downey Jr., right there with Denzel. He's right there with those top echelon guys, but he doesn't get a lot of credit for what he actually does. There's a movie about him as a DJ, him and Cedric the Entertainer. You guys got to go watch that movie. Don Cheadle's in. It is a fucking cold movie. Um Edward Norton. Edward Norton Jr. is also very underrated in my opinion. Uh, Have you ever seen the score of him and uh, Robert De Niro? Great movie. But anyway, I think those guys get fucked uh, in that female, actually. Most underrated movies. Over most underrated movies. Have you guys seen the true story with 
Um, Paul Walker, Eight Below, about the dogs. Great movie. Go check it out. Um, actually has two Paul Walker movies on here, even though I didn't put Paul Walker as underrated because when he died, you know, he blew up and I don't want to take away from that. Eight below is about the Tiberian Huskies who took him on these real fucking adventures to save, to get this millionaire doctor, some rocks. And, uh, basically the dogs got left. Great movie. Glory road. In my opinion is a very underrated movie. Don't get enough credit, especially in the sports world. It is a top five sports movie of all time, in my opinion. Um, true story about Texas State University, who is now um, obviously UTEP. Great movie. Go watch it. Um, Running Scared, Paul Walker. You need to go watch that movie. It's called Running Scared. Um, it is a great-ass movie. It is a fucking thriller. It never bores you. And uh, go watch Running Scared. Very underrated movie. Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, my boy from... Uh, my boy, uh, what's his name with the fangs? That motherfucker is in Prisoners. Go watch Prisoners. Great movie. And my favorite movie of all time, obviously, even though it's a basketball movie, it is called Rebound, the Earl Manigault story. Not fucking Rebound with fucking Martin Lawrence either, you fucks. It's called The Earl Manigault Story. It's a true story about possibly the best basketball player ever to live. I actually bought a book with him in it. It's called The City Game. So it's really a book called The City Game. And I actually own it. And there's a chapter in there all about Earl Manigault. That's how great he was. And you half of you never even heard of him, who he is. So you can actually Google Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talking about Earl Manigault. A New York Street legend. Um, most underrated football players. All right. My most underrated top five. And then I'm going to talk about today's most underrated player as of now. All right. Eric Dickerson. Don't get enough credit. To me, he's the best running back ever to fucking walk the earth. That's just how I feel about it. And if you don't agree, well, fuck you. There was never a 6'3 running back running the fastest he did, running over people the way he did. And never had a great, he, he had a great old line with the Rams, but when he went to the Colts and the Raiders, he had no fucking business running for a thousand yards a game. He still holds the all time leading record uh, for a season in rushing. And to me, he's the best um, running back of all time, but he's very, very underrated. Everybody always talks about Barry Sanders and this and that and Emmitt Smith and fucking all these people. And Eric Dickerson to me was the trendsetter. Um, Troy Aikman, I don't believe gets enough credit. He won three Super Bowls, most accurate passer of all time, in my opinion. Well, no, he doesn't have the percentage. Shut up. You got to you gotta really know football to understand how great the position that he played is and how great he was at it. Troy Aikman, to me, is uh, Travis Johnson. You killing me about the Dickerson-Walter Payton shit, dog. You hurting my soul with that shit. I do like Walter Payton. Don't get it twisted. But dog. Very similar running styles also. But you better go watch Dickerson's highlights, dog. And then say, damn, I don't know if I really watched him enough. That's the problem. A lot of cats don't really see these motherfuckers. And then they come out and say, uh, 
Derek Carr is underrated. He's the most overrated motherfucker there is, besides Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield. Anyway, Warren Moon. You guys didn't watch Warren Moon? L.A. Juco player. Um, I love Daniel Jones, but I've, I've always told you that. Um, Warren Moon, very, very underrated fucking passer of the football. For a pocket guy, um, he really balled out and uh, was a hell of a fucking quarterback for a long time. Started in the USFL. Torrey Holt. If you don't know nothing about him, go watch him. He is the epitome of what a receiver should do with the ball in his, that the ball never crosses his face. The ball is always caught, um, which means if you haven't ever, if you don't know what it means, Corey Dillon, Seattle kid, played at Garden City Community College in Kansas, if you don't know that. Um, Torrey Holt was a freak and very underrated. Don't get talked about enough. London Fletcher, Mike Backer, 5'10", very underrated. He actually holds the same amount. He's actually very, very equal with Ray Lewis as far as stats go, as far as years played, as far as every single thing. And no, Torrey Holt for the Rams, bro. Um, And London Fletcher never gets mentioned as a great backer. He was a stud for the Rams, and uh, you should look him up. My most current underrated football player in the NFL right now and I told you guys last week what I think he is and what he's. He, people don't give him enough credit. Is Tannehill? Tannehill is the most underrated motherfucking player because of. And everyone's gonna say, "Ah, oh, fuck, JB, hell nah, he's not very good." They got Derrick Henry. Well, that's why you don't understand football. Derrick Henry is. People think that it's so easy. Just hand the football off to Derrick Henry. First of all, if you didn't notice the other day against the Chiefs' worst defense, he did not run for 100 yards yesterday, people. Did anyone know that? He did not run for 100 yards yesterday. They loaded the box to stop Derrick Henry. Did you see how Tannehill managed the game and fucking threw on time accurately and made great decisions and doesn't turn over to football? Have you seen all that? They're fucking... The Titans are right in the mix in the AFC now, just so everybody's clear. They beat the Bills and the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs now looks like shit. I'm just telling you, Tannehill is the underrated motherfucker. You can believe all you want. I'm telling you, I told you if Tannehill goes to the fucking Browns, they are a fucking Super Bowl contender. You guys don't believe me. Well, if Odell Beckham's healthy, that is. Hey, you guys can get off the bus all you want, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. That's why it's my show. Tannehill is a motherfucker for that team. I'm not saying Tannehill's a fucking top five quarterback. What I'm saying is he's underrated as shit. Nobody talks about Tannehill. All they talk about is Derrick fucking Henry. Derrick Henry is going to get bloated boxes soon, and Tannehill's showing people that he can fucking beat you with his arm. And Julio Jones is hurt. Just wait till he's healthy. I'm telling you. I don't know if you know, Devontae Adams got COVID today. Nagy, who everybody wants fired at Chicago, got COVID. There's all kind of COVID issues going around out there. Um, Stay safe, people. Um, But 
Anyway, that's my most underrated, man. I'm going to go over my most overrated on Wednesday, and you'll all get some more shit. Um, talk some more shit, I'm sure. But anyway, this show is brought to you by Manscaped, Slapdick Podcast, promo code Slapdick on Manscaped.com. Check it out. No, Dilfer was not underrated. Dilfer was fucking horrible. Um, Kanye, you better hop off. All right, motherfucker, get on the bus. Um, I don't know. YouTube, stay, stay here. I'm going to stay in here with you and talk some shit. And where you get the realest motherfucker in the world. I'm going to end the podcast, Slapdick Podcast. I appreciate everybody coming in today on YouTube and listening in. Again, like I said, um, Slapdick Podcast partnered up with Manscaped. Check them out, 20% off. CoachJVStore.com, get you some Slapdick whiskey. And SlapdickBullies.org, you can get a puppy. Litter is coming. It'll be promoted very quickly. So... Romo could not win a big game, by the way. So he's uh, overrated, in my opinion. Great skill set. Could never win the fucking playoff game. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming in, man. Peace. This ain't my last chance. Give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top?